Yay! A crossover always brings out the best in each show. It certainly doesn't smack of desperation. The priorities are always creative and not driven by marketing. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to the show. It's Two Bad Neighbors. We're, we're having we're, a great time. Back. Your encyclopedic companion of all things Simpsons seasons 1 through 10. And beyond. And <laughs> we are here definitely in the great beyond because um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Simpsons guy today, the Family Guy Simpsons crossover. I can't get out of here soon enough. <laughs> it's true. Greg's having a great time. It's true. Um, uh, before we dive into all the unpleasantness, mm. let's let's do the pleasantness. How have you been? Oh yeah, the pleasantness is definitely not this episode. Yeah, these two episodes, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've been good. Uh, you, what man? Yeah, we re- we haven't recorded since I've been back. No, nope. I was in Montreal. Yeah, for five ish days. Oh great! I think I have to give this this guy a mattress now. Okay, <laughs> give me two bye. Seconds. So Montreal. Montreal. I went for five days. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, I always do this when I plan vacations. I try and pack as much in as course. I can. Of um, You want to get as much as you possibly can out of your dollars. Yeah. And like really in retrospect, I, I say this all the time and I never learn from it. Is I should always plan like a rest day, mm, mm-hmm, you know, a day mm-hmm. in between. Like you know, if I'm going for five days on day three, like it's just a Wednesday, like, don't do anything, just yeah. chill, have a good time. You know, do some smaller things, sure, like go to restaurants or whatever. But just don't hang like, out on a Wednesday. Yeah, don't plan to walk everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more than fair. Um, and so yeah, it just it, it it's a little exhausting for me, but you know, it was it was still a lot of fun. I got to do a lot of things that I wanted to do, um, see some cool stuff, eat some good food. And uh, practice my French, so that was interesting. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> I see so you've been practicing too. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Um, for those that uh, have been listening a while, know that I'm, uh, you know, in the back of my mind considering moving there one day. Um, I was hoping this trip would solidify it either way, and it has not. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, sure. I'm not like definitely wanting to move there. I'm not definitely not wanting to move there. It's still very like there's a lot of things I loved about the city, and there's a lot of things that I, was, that I you know it just doesn't feel like home to me. Um, not that anywhere really does, but I mean, it would take. It, I think it would take a little bit of practice to make it feel like home. Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, if you were to move there, I don't think you should because I like having my best friend in <laughs> Calgary. But uh-huh. if you were to, I think that would be a great opportunity for you to explore this um, little riddle called French Allen. Oh, a riddle? Yes. <laughs> Explain this to He's me. He's kind of a mystery. Okay. Because he doesn't really get to come out very often. Uh-huh. And I don't know, maybe French Allen could clean up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to say. It's interesting because I I did try and use French as much as I could. Montreal's a very bilingual city, yeah. so like it, I didn't have to like yeah. anywhere we went, I could just be like, "Hello, English," and they'd be like, "Yeah, of course, that's fine. We don't care. Sure, <laughs> we all speak English here." It's what um, the only city in Quebec that I would say that actually cares. Exactly, that actually doesn't care. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I was trying all the time, but like it was just so interesting that they could like 
they could tell immediately. Yeah. Even if I'm like, oh, bonjour, uh, est-ce que je peux? Like, you know, I'm doing that. And they're just like, oh, you want this? Like, they just say, they just respond in English. And it's like, they they could tell. They know I'm not a French native speaker. <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah, it kind of makes it It was nice practicing here and there. Uh, cool. Sometimes there was uh, moments where I understood, you know, they'd respond in French. I understood perfectly. And other times I would be like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, saw uh, a movie at a little little indie theater, which was really cool. And the 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 movie you saw was Black Widow at, <laughs> at, a, yeah. at a little indie theater. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was Avatar. Right, uh, right. <laughs> they they only play Avatar. I don't know why. That's why it's made so much money. Yeah, it's this one place in Montreal. It's um, called the Cameron Cinema. <laughs> Uh, no, I saw Annette, which is uh, oh, sure. on yeah. Amazon Prime now, and uh, I like it. Yeah? But it's weird. Yeah, I've it's heard a weird-ass weird. movie. You know, anything with Driver in it, I'm interested in. He's a producer. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How have you been? What have you been doing while I was away? Well, I uh, played a couple of shows with uh, our good friend K.P. Smith. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we played... Uh, at uh, Celebration Square, downtown Calgary, which is right next to uh, the National Music Center. It rained, but it was really fun because I got to play my new amp Nice for the first time in front of people. Hell yeah. Which was really cool. And then the next day we played for four hours in this little neighborhood rummage sale. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's great. And yeah. I feel like those were happening Friday, Thursday Fri- and Friday? Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Friday okay. and Saturday. Because Friday I definitely couldn't make it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was traveling. Yeah. And then Saturday I think I wanted to, but then uh, I think I was exhausted from the previous day. Yeah, you took your rest day. Yeah. You pretty had much. To. Yeah. Had to. Absolutely <laughs> had to. And uh, I, I also, I've signed on to do a uh, Jubilations dinner theater show. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. You sound very excited. I'm super. Yep. I don't get excited about things anymore. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's really sad. I don't. I don't get excited until it happens. All right. You know what I mean? Sure. Because you know, there's all this talk about fourth wave, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The one thing I am excited about is the Artemis project, which is going forward no matter what. Awesome. Because it doesn't require. Uh, an audience. It just requires you to listen to it as a solo audience. Right. right. So you don't have to be in a theater space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But something that's fun is my parents are coming out to Calgary in mid-September. This is when um, Allie's birthday is. Mm -hmm. Friend of the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) I would love if you referred to her that way in normal life. Like, (laughs) like, oh, this is Allie, friend of the show. (laughs) People are like, you mean your fiance? Huh? Well, yeah, sure, you could say that, absolutely. Um, to me, she'll always be a friend of the show. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's her birthday in mm. uh, mid-September. Yep. September, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> and This isn't because he doesn't know it, folks. He's trying not to dox her. Yes. Uh, given not enough information anyway <laughs> already. And... She's also going to be in a show, in a Verb show, which is oh, a cool. theater company yep. here in Calgary. And so I'm going to go see a play with my mom and dad when they come out here. It's going to be the first play that I go back and see yeah. since 
the last play that I saw starred a uh, friend of the show, Mike Roll. <laughs> Which show that was that? was the last play. Um, honestly, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of anything that but I But it was see. pre But it was it was, it was what, um he like Mike wrote it. Um okay. part of it and um like it was a it was a he was a co-author um with someone else and it was a really powerful play it was about like d- domestic violence and i was just floored by it but that was the last play that i saw before everything shut down and theater was dead right now so now you get to re- get to your, return to the theater return with uh, another person who i live with <laughs> <laughs> that's nice yeah um that'll be fun seems like poetry it is like poetry. It reams. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. I I don't know. I mean, maybe that show. I haven't kept track of theater in general, but uh, I was wondering what would possibly be my first, the first theater show I see again. Um, and maybe it'll be that one. Should be because, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds nice. It's gonna be funny. It's a two hander. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. Well, that's great. That's lovely. Should we do a quick mailbag? I think so. Yeah, we got a couple. Uh, Honestly, came, came in. anything to put off talking about <laughs> these episodes. <laughs> I kind of figured. Um, well, let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, there's not too much. It's not going to be <laughs> lengthy like our full mailbag episode. Yeah, of course. we're just going to do a few mailbags because we like to clean it up these, yeah, t- these days. We want to avoid having that again. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, even though that was nice, but yes. yeah. We don't. Um, we don't want to have our longest episode ever be the mailbag episode, right. so we can't even count it. <laughs> um, so we got a, a follow up email from Max, who uh, we talked about on that episode, um, and because he was talking about the uh, the worst ranked episode of all time, uh, which was uh, which I was asking, or sorry, he was talking about the second worst episode of all time, and I was like, "What's the first one? I need to know." <laughs> like my my brain cannot accept this information without knowing what's number one right uh so he he followed up uh the episode that was ranked lower than the boys of bummer was season 22's love is a many strangled thing i have never seen the episode myself and have no plans to if it's as bad as boys of bummer which will make you hate everyone in springfield uh notably lisa goes gaga was the third worst on the ranking top three of the that person's ranking was uh lisa substitute barkett's and f and homer's enemy so homer's enemy was number one for Mm. this ranking um Thanks for reading my mail. Happy slash sorry to answer the mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, love is a many strangled thing. You heard of it? Nope, me neither. Moving but now on. we know. <laughs> now we know. That's actually let's do the let's do the synopsis real quick. All right. um, because oh my god. Oh, maybe it's okay. I just typed in love is a many, mm-hmm. and I already had two hits for two different Simpsons episodes. Love is Many Strangled Things, mm-hmm. season 22, episode 17. Love is Many Splintered Things, season 24, episode 12. So they're not even trying anymore. Right, sure. Um, oh, it's Love is Many Strangled Thing, I guess, was renamed? This is so confusing. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, it says, uh, in other places it says it's called a Homer Scissorhands. Anyway, whatever. Homer's, uh, Love is a Many Strangled Thing. Um, oh, it's got Paul Rudd as a guest. That's fun. Um, Homer decides to enroll in fathering enrichment class. Hollywood's Paul Rudd and former basketball champ Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guest. That's the synopsis. <laughs> okay. So, real good. Sounds great. Yeah. <sighs> it's 
<laughs> I have nothing to say. Everything's. About it. I, I've got nothing. I'm I've just got so depressed about it. Absolutely nothing. Um, what, what? What's another mailbag, <laughs> Alan? Let's let's go to the mail. <laughs> let's go back to the mailbag. Uh, Jeff, sent thank us you a for message. your message, Max. Thanks, we Max, really yes. appreciate it. We are completionists at art, <laughs> and that would have drawn Alan into. Uh, Insanity spiral. I mean, yeah, it already had begun. Yeah. Um, and it's continuing. You've pulled him out. <laughs> but Temporarily. He's still in the shallow yeah. end. Uh, Jeff sent a message. Jeff from Texas here, longtime fan. Just wanted to thank you guys so much for the podcast. It's gotten me through some tough times, and it is great listening between giving Uber rides. Oh. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've watched The Simpsons since about age 10-ish with the DVD compilation Dark Secrets of the Simpsons, which had the X-Files episode, mm. Stonecutters, Homer Badman. Uh, always love the See You in Hell Candy Boys scene. <laughs> and Lisa the Iconoclast, pretty good group of starting episodes, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. Those are great. I was wondering if either of you have seen any YouTube videos from Dankmas. He's yeah. not quite as active right now, but does these excellent EDM remixes of Simpsons Audio with fun visuals and visually and usually, uh, or sorry, usually from one episode as a theme for each video. Personally, I'd recommend Yes and It's a Handgun for the hilarious dancing sequences and Back to Winnipeg and Out of Ideas for genuine grooves. Now, because these are uh, like kind of Simpsons wave stuff, all of those titles are separated by spaces. Each letter separated by spaces if you need to search for them. <laughs> um, please tell me your thoughts. I find this channel to be an interesting take on our take on artistic fair use and think it brings a new life to some of the old episodes. Looking forward to the Futurama episodes as I've never seen much of the show, but I may be getting into it soon. Thanks again. Uh, thanks, Jeff. I have seen Dankmas. Have you ever seen Dankmas? A little, yep. Yeah, um, especially at Simpsons Trivia, they sometimes would play some as pre-show. Yeah, it's a good just idea. Just in the background, yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're Like I said, they're like Simpsons Wave uh, ten, uh, adjacent, I'd yeah. say, um, which is also a lot of fun if you look up Simpsons Wave. Crazy that they're actual genres. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dankmas is great, um, and I haven't watched one in a while, so maybe I'll watch some more. So. I'll say my thought is like just a general one without actually having gone into it very much. I'm always, I don't care what it is, I'm always for... Uh, using fair use to its uh, to its limits i agree go crazy because <laughs> uh, copyright law sucks um let's open up another one from travis oh yeah this is the good one this is the one that this was the one we were all waiting for <laughs> uh travis writes hey guys again i love the tbn podcast but have had a habit of getting behind 10 to 20 episodes then blasting through them i got a bit further behind than ever and i recently heard greg say on episode 172 doan in the wind i believe it was that he couldn't find the amazing spider-man 2 episode of cinepals in the event you'd somehow lost the episode i happen to have it saved in my podcast app as a favorite podcast for years now as i found the cinepals then what went wrong after hearing about it on tbn sometime in 2016 i think anyway if you did find the episode no worries but if not i have attached it here just in case i look forward to blasting way, my way through to the current tbn eps again uh travis p.s i also have guardians of the galaxy princess bride and simpsons eps of cinepals saved on my phone as favorite episodes for years now in the event those episodes were somehow lost i'm not on patreon so i'm not sure if these eps are uploaded to the patreon feed or not um first of all thank you so much for sending the amazing spider-man 2 he episode. sent it guys yeah we got he it sent it we MP3. have it now and i'm posting it on patreon hell, hell this yeah, month. <laughs> so everyone can hear what we've talked about for many years yeah. now about how greg used to be a little piece of shit <laughs> a little rascal it's true i Just was like to rag me i was a little rascal <laughs> i had it out for alan uh since episode one and since the jump since the jump since jump street yeah and <laughs> 
this 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 is the episode where like all my credibility goes out the window i think if i ever had any and uh yeah we're gonna make it available I think we should just make it our August 30th episode. I mean, that'd be fine. I was kind of thinking maybe we should record something short to go with it. Yeah. Because they just released the No Way Home trailer. And, yeah. And uh, so yeah. maybe just like a little Spider-Man talk in sure. general. Sure. Because um, I always like talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. Talks <laughs> and then and have tales. that as like, a, yeah. you know, uh, it's like we'll have a little intro where we talk about that episode. So that Because the other thing is I listened to it. I know yeah. you, you listened to most of it. You didn't finish it. But um, I listened to the whole thing and... It's uh, it's just it's it's kind of fascinating. I mean, it's from what 2014. Right? It's a long time ago. So like, yeah, Obama was president. We feel like different people. Yeah, we are different. <laughs> we people. are different people. Yeah. Uh, the audio quality is not great. No, it's not. It was uh, recorded <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> um, there's a lot, and like our banter is just like not quite there yet because there's a lot of like big pauses. Yeah, because we're like not sure how to, to like say. roll roll with each other yet. Who knew how to? Maybe roll? Maybe we still don't know. I, I don't know. I definitely don't. <laughs> but the point is. We're better now. I think so. That was a question. <laughs> I think we're better. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting listen. Um, I was nervous about hearing myself talk about it, thinking I was going to be uh, wrong about a lot of things. You weren't, but I agreed with a lot of the things yeah. I said. No, <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm smart. And you know, the thing is, I agreed with the things that I said as well. <laughs> I think I agreed with both of us sure, up yeah. until the twist. <laughs> yes, there's a Shyamalanist <laughs> twist at the very end uh, where Greg reveals his true thoughts. Um, and that's what we kind of talk about to this day. And then I do it again. I remember the thing. The thing was I do it again on Jupiter Ascending, yeah. but I really meant it. Well, Jupiter and that's ascending. one that I'll I'll reassess one day and probably yeah. enjoy more than I did at the time. Um it became my but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was while. another thing. Teenage another Mutant one. Ninja Turtles was the one Michael where I was Bay straight up trolling. One. Yeah, I feel like I was straight up just being a little shithead, just a little butthead. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Travis, thank you so much for sending that to us. Uh, it was a great <laughs> journey down memory lane, and uh, I can't believe you still have those, man. Thank you so much. I mean, the other ones that he listed. I don't know if you do. You know if you have those somewhere? I, I honestly don't think I do. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. Princess Bride and the Simpsons. I don't even remember episodes. recording Princess Bride. <laughs> Allie was on it. I think really? it might have been her first episode that wow. she was on. Yeah. So if, I mean, I'd absolutely love to have those uh, at least in my collection, Travis. Yeah. So if you don't mind sending sending them uh, our way, uh, definitely would appreciate it. I know you may not hear this for uh, months, uh, but when you <laughs> based do, on what you said, yeah. But uh, just know once you hear this, uh, we appreciate it. It truly made our day. Yeah, Thanks it was so great. Much. Um. Uh, a quick correction and omission from our Universal Studios episode. Oh. Um, from Brandon. Horrific oversight in your part from Universal Studios. I know that you said you're on a food budget, but you didn't talk about the lard lad donut that they have in Simpsons Land. And you attached some pictures uh, and said, I'm 6'3 to provide some perspective. Uh, it's pictures of him eating the lard lad donut. Um, yeah, I mean, we there's a lot of stuff we didn't mention, yeah, really. Uh, obviously, it didn't help that only one of us had been there. Yeah, I, uh, I had <laughs> so, nothing to say on that episode. Yeah, and I, unfortunately, I did want to try the lard lad donut. I remember seeing it. It looked very good. It's very large. Um, you know, not as big as the one that lard lad's holding, um, but I didn't get mad about that. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't have the, I, I was like, I'm full... I I can't justify spending a lot of money on a giant donut. That what if that's what you, what we use all of our Patreon money for? 
just to go to Universal Studios yeah. and get a Lard Lad donut, yeah. and that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll we'll cover the cost of the flights, yeah. and the donut, and the donut. That's it. That's it. We're not even. Staying I guess in a admission hotel. too. We're we're not staying in a hotel. We no, leave that we leave night. that that night. Yeah, but we need admission to the park. Yeah. So, but we're not going to go on any rides. Nope. <laughs> Because we got a schedule to keep. We got a schedule. The flight's at 6 p.m. <laughs> um, we have just a few others. Uh, Christy, friend of the show, has sent us a... Uh, this is awesome. A real <laughs> spreadsheet. An, uh, an actual spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll just read uh, her email first. Hey, guys. I had one burning question now that Two Bad Neighbors was wrapping up. Who really was the most frequent guest? Bill Oakley might have declared Ife was, but how do the numbers really stack up? With that in mind, and with nothing better to do, I created a spreadsheet to tally things. I've included Simpsons-related Patreon bonus episodes and the Victory Lab specials leading up to this email. So you guys will have the honor of adding the last tallies, should you have any guests, for the remaining episodes of the podcast. This was peer-reviewed by the fine folks at Hollywood Upstairs Medical College, meaning errors are not only possible, but quite frankly expected. (laughs) Though I did go back and verify the top five results. Do with this as you will, even if it means preventing a certain doctor from clinching the top guest spot. Um, I, I presume you took a look at this. Greg? I did. Yeah. It's fascinating, actually. <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah. Um, One of the ones that I wanted to go back and see was how many times did we actually have the other doctor, Dr. Ryan Reese, mm. on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Because, I, because I remember we didn't have him on for the first Treehouse. Correct. But we did have we did him on have, in season one. We had him on a, a unrelated to yeah. Treehouse episode in season yeah. one. Yeah, and it turns out we had him on exactly ten, ten times. times. Yeah, <laughs> basically all the treehouses, and then that one in season one. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. It yeah. was it was interesting. But what was truly fascinating, what was truly a shock, was the top spot. Um. Yeah. I mean. I didn't verify these results. No, I am. I'm taking the the formula directly from uh, Christy, who is also taking hers from the Upstairs Medical College. That's right. But uh, it does seem like uh, we have a tie for first. That's why it's fascinating. With 17 appearances each. Yep. It is Dr. Ife Abiola. You bet. And... Doctor Camille Pevlik. <laughs> uh huh. That's all it takes, folks, to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, if you can, if you can match a doctor, <laughs> a doctor. in podcast appearances, you become a doctor. It's, it's shocking. I it's know. a weird system. Yeah, it's an honorary doctor. At <laughs> fair, you can't call yourself an MD. But um, now this is so. The other fascinating thing to me is that uh, if you just if you don't look at uh, Patreon. Then they're both at fourteen each, and so this also includes mm-hmm. the uh, before we had Patreon bonus episode of Simpsons Sing the Blues that Ife was on, right? With myself, right? <laughs> Where we got drunk and talked about that album. Oh, I remember. I uh, <laughs> I listened to it while I was at the gym in Banff. <laughs> uh, I had a great time. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Um, check it out if you haven't. <laughs> I wonder if we should scrub it and put it as a Patreon. <laughs> we should. Uh, anyway, but um, if you just look at regular episode appearances, yeah, then the honor does go to Camille. Yes. 
because if you, as I said, if you take that Simpsons and the Blues episode out of the equation, then she has been on 14 which uh, regular I, episodes, and Ife has been on 13. I would almost argue that you shouldn't take The Simpsons Sing the Blues out of any equation. I mean, I, Because yeah. he does more work <laughs> on that episode because I'm not there. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we all know, Greg's the, the heavy lifter of this show. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, well, it's, the thing is, it's the only episode of this show that I'm not on. That's true. It's like that uh, weird part of New Girl season five <laughs> where she goes to jury duty. Right. And, and she's just gone for a bit. Yeah. Megan Fox shows up. Something uh, I've been doing a rewatch of that show. Yeah, I just I just finished rewatching it. <laughs> Something that I have um, really come to grips with and it's taken a little while mm-hmm. is um, Nick Miller takes over that show. Oh, yeah. In a major way. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's basically like halfway through season two. It's like, oh, this is Jake Johnson's show. Yeah. And he becomes a breakout character. He's for sure. that. It's the it's it's Nick Miller's show and that character's journey for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, like obviously it's it's marketed as a Zoe Deschanel vehicle, yeah. and she is uh, ostensibly the lead character. And she's in a, a producer. She's a producer. But I will say the fact that the show is called New Girl. Yeah. Makes me like that's that's like almost like because she's she's the third party in the title she's happening to someone yeah and that almost makes me think that it's almost intentional that Nick was always the the main character but I think they also built it originally as a, supposed to be an ensemble yeah right it's and it is it's very much an ensemble it is yeah uh, like I I I don't think uh, I think it's it's of the characters he's the one that's easiest to pick out as a main character but I think overall it's not like obvious if that makes sense. He yeah, I, it it, it, took, they, me, they it do took me a, lot a rewatch. With all the it really yeah. took me a rewatch to see like, oh, this is this character's arc that they truly do follow from him like becoming a, a man yeah. essentially, right? And that's the one that they that they follow the most, and I think is the most compelling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of them because like somehow he manages to be the funniest and also grounded, yeah, at the same time. Whereas like Winston's super funny. I think, I, love I think he's super yeah. funny, but he's a super weirdo. He's not grounded at all, which is great. And his character is vastly different early on. Yes, where they're just yeah. like, yeah, he's the jock friend. Yeah, season one is season one. Winston is vastly different yeah. from season two. Yeah, is which is great. Once he gets Ferguson, basically, oh. he becomes the, yes. the, the the Winston we know and love. Yes, he's super weird. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, good show. Recommend. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a great spreadsheet. I love it. Um, Oh, what did I want to say? Oh, I wanted to say uh, K.P. Smith and Catherine Smith are the same person. Um, that's the only error I spotted. Uh, mm, right. <laughs> but yes. we, of course, yes. credited them in different ways throughout the year. So you, you completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did take on a stage name. Yeah. And we started the way, that way through so, yeah. because it's like it's a lot easier to do that. Because they they would promote themselves at the end was yeah. like follow me on Instagram at KP Smith Music. By the way, my name is Catherine. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's easier if you just. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for that. That's a that's you know uh, more work than we've ever done for this show. Yeah, except for my season nine spreadsheet, of course. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment is a good comment. All right. All right. So last taking it as a compliment. <laughs> last one, uh, just because this will uh, nicely transition into our main topic. Oh, this today. is great. We've been doing this for a half hour, and that means we only have to talk for another half hour about this episode. <laughs> Wonderful. Yay. <laughs> um, 
longtime writer Koi sent us. Uh, uh, speaking of games based on Fox properties, oh, yeah. Family Guy had its own MMORPG. Jesus Christ. I don't know why. It was canceled before the full release, and rumor has it that the majority of people who played the open beta couldn't complete the tutorial. (laughs) (laughs) So I just find this fascinating because I'd never heard of it until this email. But yeah, it's got a wiki and everything. Um, (laughs) It was originally launched in a public beta on April 17th, 2012. And then on December 21st, 2012, developers announced the game would not be developed beyond beta status and would permanently shut down on January 18th, 2013. So wow. less than a year after open beta, and they're just like, nah, never mind. <laughs> and just doing that takes a lot of money and effort. Yeah. Wow. Um, just scrapped the whole thing. That's wild. Crazy that there's, uh, like, it'd be one thing if they just made a game out of Family Guy, but they made a an MMO. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird choice. What a weird choice. So... Can I just say something about games based on cartoons yes. in the first place? If your game doesn't look like the cartoon, I hate you. <laughs> um, this is one of the things that, that, that really got under my skin about a lot of the Simpsons games that we sure. talked about. And it's one of the reasons why I still love Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> it's because it looks like you're playing the show like you're it just, uses the same style yeah you're just going through it even when you're walking down the streets of south park it just looks like you're walking down the streets and in the cutscenes of the simpsons game it looks wonderful everything looks great but that's why i think a family guy game would be such a no-brainer you yeah. know like yeah. i think more cartoons could be games because i i, I like the idea, and they, it seems like because they're already so stylized that you can just kind of slip into that without uh, without losing much of the initial charm of the um, source material, mm-hmm. which I guess talking about a Family Guy game leads us into our episode that we're actually going to be talking about. Yeah, so uh, once again, this is a, another Victory Lap ep. Uh, as we all know by now, mm-hmm. and uh, much like the South Park crossover episodes we we talked about, uh, <laughs> Craig has fallen asleep. Uh, <laughs> we we figured there was another ma- like well, there was two other major Simpsons crossover episodes. The other one is the Futurama one, which oh. of course we'll do. Oh, sorry, yeah, I last no, that um, was the twenty four one. Tw- <laughs> I guess I'm speaking more about like cartoons, yeah, cro- cartoon crossovers. Say, you know, 24 is an important show. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I tried to uh, watch it again. Right? Don't. Yeah, like I was like, oh man, I love the show. It's on uh, Amazon Prime or whatever. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I could. This could be like a, a mindless, you know, thing to watch while I'm chilling. No, nope. and I watched like two episodes of the first season. I'm like, oh right, like this is bad. A lot of it's just it's bush so era filler. fear, pro- yeah, well, fear that mongering, too. and it is very filler. Yeah, because the the whole gimmick is the you know, beep boop. It's 24 hours, beep. so there's 24 episodes. Beep. Each episode is real time. As episodes take place in real time, eight seasons, baby. <laughs> the following takes place between 11 a.m. And 12 p.m. on, on the, the day, day of the, the California presidential, presidential primary, primary. events occur, occur in, real, in time. real time, and that's the best season. Is it? I, yes. I don't know. I mm. think season one is absolutely the best season. Again, I wanted to rewatch all of it to see how I felt, but my my memory uh, says season five is the best. I 
think that's just wrong. <laughs> it's it's one or four. Five is the one with Logan, though, with President Logan. Yes, that's I, I think he's the best villain. He's a great villain. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. I just remember I'm, that being because Chloe's fully part of the team by that point. Maybe it's the it's the whole thing. Well, I just I love Nina. Yeah, Nina's good. I love her. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> She's just great. There's um, in the first three seasons, there's like really great moments, and then surrounded by six episodes of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he drives. <laughs> So much. There's so much driving. Um, I would really love if they released. Did, did you? Okay, you watch Dragon Ball Z? I no, presume. no, you never watch it. But you're familiar I mean, I, with I'm it. familiar yeah. with uh, Goku and <laughs> Gohan and All right, wow. Piccolo okay, this was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> and Master Yoshi? No, nah, Roshi. Roshi. Um, <laughs> and if you get like. 12 of the Dragon Balls together, the dragon has to give you a kiss or something? It gives you a wish. <laughs> wish, okay. Um, <laughs> it's uh, nine Dragon Balls, I think. I, I actually can't remember how many there are. Um, it's 12. Yeah, we can I be, think it's nine. Let's be confident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> confident um, and wrong. Dragon Ball Z was a show I loved as a kid. I watched a lot of it. Sure. And the, a big problem with that show is the filler. Yeah. Because, you know, they have uh, an entire arc take place over the course of 20 episodes. And really, when you break it down, only three of those episodes have any action. Yeah. yeah. The rest of them just being like, oh man, he looks really powerful. And it's like, oh, he's, he's charging up his attack. Yeah. And shit like that. Yeah. Um, they released a thing that I still haven't watched, but I, I mean to, called Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah. Um, or K, I don't know, K-A-I. I actually don't, I think it's Kai. Anyway, um, where it's basically like, succinct versions of the show so they cut a lot of filler that's like the 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 pokemon red that they released i'm not familiar but sure it's the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. they did the same with sailor with the, moon with crystal the pokemon show they, they they also did sailor moon crystal oh yeah 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 basically a yeah, succinct same kind of version. idea yeah. yeah and so i would love if they released a 24 kai yeah <laughs> like, uh, like 24 where it's just the important shit yeah you want your cut out all the other bullshit you want your shows to be some 41 uh in too deep all killer no filler baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank, thank you. you good night that's the end <laughs> uh family guy sucks and good night <laughs> it does though it does though it, it really it's bad it's let's really talk bad. okay let's let's dive in let's talk about family guy okay. in, in general because obviously we okay. we chose these episodes because they cross over the simpsons yes. and we'll talk about that but much with the south park episode we want to talk about family guy as a whole yes. a little bit yes um we we touched on it a little bit in that south park episode because they also obviously were m mocking family guy quite a bit mm -hmm. um my relationship with Family Guy is, I think, similar to a lot of people's, in my age range at least. Um, <laughs> saw that twinkle in your eye when I mentioned my age. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, uh, so it aired, I remember watching the premiere episode of Family Guy. Um, it's the one where they go to court. <laughs> I don't remember much else. Uh, Death, Death Has a Shadow, I think it's called. Something like that. Anyway, I think it's where uh, all I remember specifically 
is it ends with the courtroom where the uh, Kool Aid Man busts in. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which they mock and or they reference whatever in this episode. They, sh- they sure do. Um, and but that's that was, not the only time they'll do the Kool Aid Man. That's right. But that was like uh, because this kind of show I had not seen before. Sure. Yeah. Right. Where it's very like self-referential. It's very meta. It's very like oblique and uh, absurdist in yep. a lot of ways. Yeah. Where yes, they have like uh, a grounded uh, family dynamic uh, as the main characters, but everything that happens around them is so absurd and just bizarre. Yeah. And and in this first episode, and, and I'd say in the initial run of the show, the the three seasons that were initially aired, um, it it is more grounded than the show becomes in sure. a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. And so that's I think that's partly why. When I remember watching it and loving it, and that's what I want to say on record is I loved Family Guy first three up first three seasons. Then they came out on DVD, and I like many people bought those DVDs like it was going out of sale, going out of sale, going out of style. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, gimme, 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 and I watched them over and over. You know, friends would come over, we'd watch them together, we'd laugh, we'd have a great time. Um, those first that first run would have like things like Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid Man busting through the wall. They'd have things like um, Brian chasing the the carriage, uh, tiny carriage through... That's through like the a, wall, a reference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a reference to a dog food commercial, yeah. which I didn't know about. But when I remember, I remember seeing it and being like, what the fuck was that? But like thought it was really funny because it was so absurd. Um, and I feel like they did it so... Um, uh, they They had a lot more care with it. In terms of they didn't overstuff each episode with that shit, you get maybe two or three per episode, mm-hmm. and obviously, I think a big problem with the show when it got rebooted is they knew as creators, as people in pop culture, they're they're like, here's what people liked about Family Guy. They liked the uh, the references to you know pop culture shit. They liked the cutaway gags. They liked um, Peter being an asshole. Uh, like overtly, right? Mm-hmm. Like they think that's all very funny. Yeah. Um, so when they reboot it, like a lot of rebooted stuff, they think that's all we need. Just do that again and more. <laughs> and so, because I remember watching the first rebooted uh, episode, expecting like, you know, this will be fun. The show that I like is back. And it was such a like huge decline in quality immediately for me. Where I'm like, oh, like this feels like they're trying to do what they did well in the earlier run. And so it became a very, like, I think I watched maybe four or five episodes, like as it aired, uh, when it first came back. And then I just stopped. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> and so it, it, it turned around very quickly. And, um, I even, I can't even watch the older episodes now because I, because of what it's become. Um, there's still a lot of gags and jokes that I, I think I'd like if I rewatched them. But for the most part, it's just, it's a lot like the Simpsons. In a, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, I, I hold the the classic era pretty precious in The Simpsons, but there's some stuff that we've talked about on the main feed, like uh, Disco Stew or uh, Duff Man. There's some stuff that is in that classic era that is now tainted to me because of what they did with them as the show progressed. And so, like, think of Duff Man, in, which I know you love Duff Man, or at least in the episode that he first appears, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I can't love that appearance, even though I do think it's very funny. And I remember thinking it was funny at the time. Think of that, but f- for the whole show. So, like, all of Family Guy is like Duff Man to me. 
No, I to- I completely get it because we actually have a very similar history with the show because yeah, I watched it on the DVDs. I didn't watch sure. it on its original run, but yeah. I had like a friend or a couple of friends with the DVDs and we would watch it and I would be like, this is funny. I've yeah. never seen anything like this totally. before. Yeah. And when it came back, I was like, sure, I'm on board. I'll watch it on Fox. I'll whatever. It's after the Simpsons, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it and it was like, eh, okay. Uh, and I guess I was like, I tried to like it because a lot of my friends liked it. Yeah. But when that South Park episode came out, it articulated it was, everything. Yeah, it was the nail in the coffin in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, it it actually articulated everything that I really didn't like about the show, and I couldn't stop seeing it after that. Yeah, and the show is terrible. It's I think <laughs> yeah. the show is absolutely god awful. Uh-huh. Um, I I think as we've gone further and further along, that's that that style of humor, like looking looking back, there's something about. So the Simpsons the, the the Simpsons holds together because it's smart, well written, and you care about certain things in the show. In the classic era of the Simpsons, I love the characters. I think they're wonderful. They're they're well drawn, and you get where they're coming from. And there's a sense of love in the family. Mm-hmm. In Family Guy, there is none of that. There, and if they try, they never mean it. None of it's sincere. All of it's winking, or all of it's isn't this stupid? Yeah, it's and, very purposefully cynical. Yes, yeah. and that really starts to chafe after an episode. Yeah, and they—it's like they—they—they they, they can't, they can't just not point out something's a trope. For it's honest, mm, it's starting to become a problem with Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's true. Yep. It's starting to become a problem. The only thing that that changes it is the is the fact that they don't expect you to like Rick. It's true. In yeah. fact, they hope that you don't yeah. because he doesn't like himself. And the reflection that they give Rick is actually what I think is saving the show right now from going completely up its own ass. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a Justin Roiland Dan Harmon problem and I think yeah. there's a there's like someone's one of those two is like push pulling, push pulling the the show, and like it's not working in season five. I'm not enjoying season five very much. I'm not either, and I think for me a big reason for that is I think they've just they, they they've lost the the main thrust of what made the show great originally. Yeah, which is yes, Rick is genius, uh, insane, bad person, like all the all that kind of thing. But Morty, but Morty is just an innocent young guy who's yeah. just like trying to figure things out. Yeah. And the more they go into the mythology, and the more the more they do all these like you know alternate universes with other Mortys and like all this other stuff, our Morty, if it is you know, because who knows what that shit anymore? And that's another thing that's a problem, I think. But um, the Morty that we've theoretically been following this whole time is becoming more like Rick. Yeah. And it's become, and so you're like, okay, so now we're just watching two assholes go on wacky adventures you know like there's a way to reconcile that and the whole idea like the way to do that is to reconcile with it in the next season you know like they do that though they like they've done that in in previous seasons like the like a lot of as much as they don't like to say that they do it season four is very much a reaction to where season three left right and and i like four for that yeah I, i do how he's like he's kind of lost a lot of control 
and like i don't know what the if they knew what they were doing with five but it feels like season two is kind of a response to one and three (laughs) is a response to two and four is a response to three five doesn't seem like it's responding to anything right maybe they're on to a new cycle which is fun you know i'm i'm confident that they'll be able to turn it into something that we might look back on fondly i am not confident that family guy could do anything like that because they just don't care they don't care yeah but you can see care like beneath the cynicism in rick and morty you can see care and genuine appreciation for the characters Mm -hmm. in the show family guy never cares it never cares about what's going on it it's incapable even when rick and morty goes all the way up its own ass it's at least capable of having a concept and following through on it to tell a story. Yeah. Even that even if that story goes up its own ass. Yeah, that's true. Family, Family guy, guy I think is honestly incapable of telling a 22-minute episode story. I, oh, absolutely. And I don't think they've ever done it. Except no, for the I, road episodes. The road are episodes are the closest. I would say closest. The yeah. closest. Yeah. I would say even as I said the original run like the original 3 seasons uh, are again closer. Yeah. Um whereas they're like there was a time, uh, it might still happen now, but if you told me the, you know, the title of a Family Guy episode, I'd tell you what the plot was, you know, sure. similar to with The Simpsons, um, with the episodes I know really well. I've lost, like, because I haven't really gone back to Family Guy very much because I don't care anymore. Um, again, because of the, the uh, what, uh, how, what are they at now? Like, gotta be 19. Like, yeah, I was gonna say That's 19. That's how many are on Disney Plus. Yeah, so like the other 15 plus episodes, uh, seasons, have just tainted those original three seasons for me. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't care to rewatch them anymore. But um, at the very least, yeah, like I'd, I'd be able to tell you what the plot was. But uh, even like some of the, there's a lot of Badger plots too. I think that's the other thing with Family Guy that I noticed uh, with especially the the rebooted run. Sometimes it's just completely Badger plot. That's the thing, yeah. Sometimes it's literally like each act is its own plot. Um, <laughs> that doesn't, A doesn't follow B. It's insane. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> um, but so this this episode, it's actually it's a it's a two parter. If you want to look at it that way, I think it originally aired just as one yeah. one hour. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it's it, it had been pitched for a while. Um, and actually, Richard Apple, who is a previous Simpsons writer, yes. uh, became an executive producer for Family Guy at some point. Um, I see. And so he was kind of. Uh, championing spearheading like let's do a, a simpsons family guy crossover um so this is his fault yeah <laughs> it's all his fault um and uh okay so there's just a couple things first of all so it's yeah it's called the simpsons guy it's season 13 episodes one and two of family guy um written by patrick M- megan and directed by peter shin original air date september 28th 2014 um and yeah it should be noted that it is a family guy episode yep not a simpsons episode because um, I think that's what the Futurama one is—a Simpsons episode. Sure. Uh, I guess, yeah, obviously, because Futurama was probably off of the air at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and so, yeah, I just I feel like if it had been flipped, if it had been a Simpsons episode with the Family Guy characters coming to them, um, it'd be a very different episode. Yes, <laughs> it absolutely would have been. But um, who's this writer? You said there's one credited writer? 
Yeah, P- uh, Patrick Me- Megan. Is Me- he Megan. is he a Family Guy writer? Is he like a? Uh, you know, there's no hyperlink to uh, him. Weird. <laughs> on this uh, wiki, so uh, I can't find out more information because uh, I don't want to. Yeah, no, do no any kidding. work. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> But I just want to say, so uh, they they asked for permission from the Simpsons EPs, uh, which were Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, and Al Jean, to use their characters. This was approved. And uh, guess which, uh, I mean, you know, guess which, uh, which voice actor didn't want to do it. Oh, it's apparent <laughs> as soon as you see the episode. It's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy how, like... And and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, don't get up for this, Harry Shearer. <laughs> Stay in bed. This is terrible. You're actually better than this, so don't worry about it. It's it's interesting because uh, allegedly the reason was uh, scheduling conflicts. <laughs> right, sure. Um, but then there was an interview where uh, Shearer was asked how he felt about the crossover, and his reply was, matter and antimatter. What a grump. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they, they pitched a bunch of ideas uh, for what the crossover would be, which some includes uh, uh, one where it's all Ralph's dream, um, you know, which arguably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, one was where they go and stay with Lenny and Carl, and then Simpsons family never appear as like a big fuck you. Um <laughs> Uh, but eventually they they settled on basically just, yeah, the families meet and then they all kind of pair off and, and do things together. Um, and there was a, a concern about the length. They were like, uh, this, this, this episode's too long. And Seth MacFarlane was basically like, yeah, Fox will be okay if we make it an hour long. <laughs> and they were. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> and so they're, they're just, it's so apparent watching the episode that it's too long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but also that there's a lot of filler, as we you yeah. know we're touching on with. Uh, it's with interesting 24. because Cartoon Wars is also too long. Yeah, three three parter, right? Two. Oh, it's just two parter. Yeah. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah, it's 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 interesting because they have I think a lot of ideas for this episode, but none of them are flushed out in any interesting way. And so it's just overstuffed and unfocused. It, you know? it, it's a Family Guy episode. It is a Family Guy episode. Because that's, you just it's described... It's a long one, though. It's you a, just it's described Family Guy. And Family Guy is impossible to watch for more than 20 minutes for me. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, sorry, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the... Like the um, the the extended sequences like the the f- chicken fight um that's just know, family guy shit it's just family guy shit but it's just it's one of those things where i'm like okay you were concerned about the length so instead of being like let's cut some stuff you're like make it a two-parter and then they probably had to add a bunch of stuff yeah. because of that you know yeah. and it, in my in my eyes it's just such an easy fix just have them driving that's how you open it they're driving they 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 the car breaks down or whatever and they walk to and they find Springfield there you're already there Ta-da. we don't need this weird like Peter starts making a comic 
right? Like, what the hell is going on there? Yeah, he forgets about it. He forgets about it. But I can't even... Oh, this is why I hate this fucking show so much, is because I'm like, oh, yeah, he forgets about it, as if the character has... As if as if Peter, the character, makes any choices, you know? He doesn't, because he's not a character. He's just what whatever. He's whatever the script requires. Yes, but not in the... Like, and that's, like... But like the the thing is like isn't Homer that? And you're like, I mean, not, he beca- to be fair, he, be, he, becomes, he becomes that. that more, but and that's why the show is bad. And that's why later, the show. But, and yes, and that's why the show is bad because you can't. There's nothing to hold on to. Yeah. To this person, so like, what what drives him? What does he care about? Nothing. So what's there? Nothing. Nothing. How do you like this show? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of the few things that actually makes me angry. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of what I was saying, too, about the, like, if the Simpsons, if it was a Simpsons episode, even if it was the same plot, if it was a Simpsons episode where the Quahog family arrives in Springfield, like, the Simpsons episode would at least have the wherewithal, I think, to have some kind of, like, commentary on, uh, like, the Meg character, for example, right? They, 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 touch, they touch around it a bit with Lisa, a, like, a Lisa, a, a morally good character, trying to help this other this struggling uh teen girl who's just shit on on her show like that's the joke is just always like she she sucks and we hate her for 20 years that's the only joke yeah uh well for 17 because the original run she was just a nothing character oh okay and that's what seth mcfarland brags about this he's like oh yeah we never could crack the meg character until we realized oh yeah she's the punching bag like that's that's something I remember either reading or hearing in an interview where it's just like he's he's proud of the fact that he realized oh Meg is just the character we just uh, everyone else shits on and that's what will make it funny. The thing is, and that's, I find it not funny. That's just a starting point. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, this is the punching bag character that cannot take you for twenty years. No, the character can be that to start with. Fine. But you do need to evolve your joke. Yeah. It needs to move. And so the like the the plot in this episode of Lisa trying to teach her how to care for herself or whatever, I think has some like seeds of an interesting idea. There's weight there. There's something yeah. there. But yes. but they just they because it's a family guy episode, it's just so full of cynicism that they're like, okay, we can have this as like an as a like a, a beginning thing that's going to happen but by the end it needs to be no meg's creepy uh peter hates her uh she'll never be happy like it, like they just they they switch it so quickly at the end there where it's just like oh right because family guy hates everything because yeah, family guy and <laughs> the oh man like i honestly thought that was the only thing in the episode that i was interested in because it was the only thing that oh had emotional weight yeah had had felt like it had an actual like it felt like Meg's character actually had a stake in this. Yeah. You know? Like really it should be Lisa being like, uh, Meg, you're in an abusive uh relationship with your family. Yeah. And you should not like we should call the authorities. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but instead it's family gay. Um instead it's family gay. You know, the you got the Brian and Marge? <laughs> <laughs> what they did with nothing Brian. uh he lost Santa's Santa's little, helper. little helper yeah that was that was some, like it was uh, what a weird pairing brian and chris right that's what it was yeah weird pairing brian and chris just hanging out with the dog yeah. yeah um yeah weird pairing didn't work uh of course they want they needed to have stewie and bart together for um, some reason i don't know why 
Because they're the bad boys. It's just like the Cartman and Bart in Cartoon Wars, right? Where Except in South Park, they do the, I think, clever joke of um, people see Cartman, like culture sees Bart and Cartman as similar uh, characters. And then so them, them kind of being up front and being like, no, no, no. Bart's just like kind of a rambunctious young boy. Cartman's a psychopath. He murdered people. <laughs> yeah, he murdered people and made someone eat them. Like they do that. In this, you'd think they're gonna do that, but they kind of they try and flip it where it's like Stewie's like, oh, he's he's so simple and like he uses a slingshot and uh, blah blah blah. I I idolize him now. You see, like the thing is, it should be the pairing in any other crossover. The pairing should be Chris and Bart. That's the pairing. Yeah. Because Stewie's a baby. Stewie's a and baby. And it's weird. It's weird. It's, no one talks about it. Yeah. It's weird. No one talks about it. But The he's dog a, talks too. No one he's, cares. He's actually a baby. Yeah. And Chris, the problem is, and it happens in the episode, and it's like, it's me, Peter, Lois, and Stewie, and, you know, the others. <laughs> Brian, I guess. <laughs> You know, right, yeah, that's like, the problem. Yeah. No one's ever in 20 years given a shit about Chris Ormag. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like that. That's an aspect of this of this episode that is just prevalent throughout is the meta uh, commentary on both Simpsons and Family Guy that is never clever. No. You know, it's just stating the obvious and thinking this is the that's joke. enough. That's yeah. the joke. To be like, oh yeah, you're a ripoff of of the Simpsons, and it's like, and go further, please. Like, let's talk more. And it's just like, no, that's it. Bye. Oh, we're, oh, sorry. You, sorry. You want us to go further? Right. We'll <laughs> go further. We'll go further. No, no, no. Don't worry. We're all a ripoff of the Flintstones. <laughs> right. <laughs> Far enough. That uh, that just this. That you're just reiterating. The hey, same. look, Bob's Burgers is here. Jesus Christ. Cleveland Show. Oh my God. <laughs> Roger the Alien. It's just, it's you just, get, they, just like, they throw they just as much get, as they can. And by doing that, they get further and further and further away from their actual point. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's so lazy. Um, crossover events are usually lazy. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, you know what's not a bad crossover mm. event? A star is Burns. Sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, we've talked about it, of course. We've talked about it. But it's because the critic wasn't really a big thing. Nope. (laughs) Feels like it's just part of the Simpsons. Yeah, so, you know, but it's very different to have two shows that are in the popular culture lexicon. Like, like, you know, if you show a picture of Homer Simpson to kids and they know who it is. You show a picture of Peter Griffin, they know who it is. Um, You show a picture of Jay Sherman, they're like, who the fuck is that weirdo? You know? So it's it's one of those things. It stinks. It does stink. And... I'm trying to think. Can you think of a good like? Has there ever been a good crossover TV show episode? A Star is Burns. <laughs> Aside from that, sure. Um, let's see. There were a few like um, where like like Cheers cast members came to visit Frasier. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's spinoff. Like so it's not spinoff, quite the same. but and also the show and also Cheers wasn't running anymore. Yeah. Like I think that that's that's pretty close. I mean, like, um, I uh, definitely not any of the soap opera crossovers because <laughs> those are that like those aren't good shows. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. They're watchable. Um, what about the? Uh, I mean, I know you you like one of these shows, you don't like the other one, but the New Girl Brooklyn Nine Nine crossover. I didn't think that? that was very good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like I, I thought it was hacky and, de- and desperate. 
Yeah, it because uh, I just rewatched the New Girl one, but yeah. they did. It, it was one of those things where they had uh, a crossover in each show. Yeah, so they like they had the storylines kind of concurrently happening, but you you know followed one group of characters in one show and the other in the other show. Yeah, um, and I haven't rewatched the Brooklyn Nine Nine one in a while. See, since here's my the last thing. Rewatch, here's but... the thing about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I don't hate it. Okay, I don't hate the show. I in fact, I the 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 biggest thing that I have with it is I I I love all the actors mm-hmm. and. That's why I don't like the show. The thing I don't like about it is that it's about cops. Right. I The new I, season's very good. Is it? It's very good. Is it? I think so. All right. They had a main character quit the police force because of being like disillusioned by the Was it by Rosa? police. It was Rosa, yeah. Yeah, that's the right choice. Yeah. And then and then but then she's best friends with Jake, yeah. who is like the main character who's like all in on like cops are great and like yeah. and so like he's having a a grapple with He's with having that. a crisis? Yeah, and All right, I'm going to watch it. And guess who is a new character in the show? Uh or sorry, uh well, new character, but a new uh character in the show. Uh an actor is in the show basically playing a uh the uh head of the cops union yeah. who's the villain of the season. Sure. Um and it's played by John C. McGinley, and he's great. And he's it's John C. Oh, it's okay. John C. McGinley, and he's basically playing Doctor Cox as yeah. a shitty cop, yeah. Uh, yeah. like uh, yeah. suit. He's, he's playing an, an Oliver Stone character. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. It's still it's still funny. I mean, like I've always enjoyed the humor of the show, but it's also like that's it's got you... it's got the characters like grappling with a lot of the shit that's that's been like uh, put on the the force the the police force in the past couple years. And okay. I think, like I said. Before it aired, I was like, I, I at least appreciated that the creators recognized that they, because they they scra- they had a different plans for this yeah, season, and yeah. they scrapped it. They're like, no, we have to do something else. We have to rewrite it. And I at least very much appreciate that they're they're going in an interesting direction. Okay. We'll see how it lands. You know, maybe yeah. the maybe the whole season will still just be mostly goofy fun, and there won't be any major message. But obviously, the the through point of it with having John C. McGinley being like, cops are great. And the rest of the cast being like, not, like there's some inherent problems in the system that we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, Amy Santiago is in uh, basically creating this thing where it's like we want to reduce how many t- how much uh, cops interact with the public. Like we want to reduce that and uh, create a better system where it's not just automatically cops with guns arrive. Mm. You know, like she's she's championing that. Um, yeah, there's uh because there's like black characters on the show, like main characters. Uh, they're they're rap- grappling with Black Lives Matter stuff. Um, Boyle's being a piece of shit about it and being like a virtue signaling asshole, and they're calling him out on it. It's great. I think they're doing a lot of interesting stuff with it. Anyway, well, you've convinced good me. Good show. I'll give it one more shot. <laughs> I mean, I did watch enough of it. Yeah, you know, it's brought me enough joy. Uh, is Manzukis on it at all? Not this season so far. Okay. Um, because he, I think his character, I can't remember what happened with his character because it was a while since i rewatched it but yeah he's always been my favorite he's very good <laughs> i think i i've always loved adrian pimento yeah mostly because of that name what a great name <laughs> i think actually did you see pimento the episode called pimento i don't know maybe because okay. that i think it was his last appearance where he uh suddenly has uh short-term memory loss <laughs> and so he's got tattoos on his body that is uh akin to memento i definitely and, have it yeah it's very good it's very funny because <laughs> He like overplays the sounds where he's supposed to be like, wait a minute, Jake, Amy, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. Like, we were just talking to you. <laughs> it's yeah, very good. That's why you hire that guy. Absolutely. Because he's going to overplay everything. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, a show I love. Uh, Family Guy, not a show I love. <laughs> no. But no. Um, I would love to come around on it. I really would. 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to say about John C. McGinley, since mm-hmm. you brought him up, uh, some of the some of the best McGinley is like those uh, old, early Oliver Stone movies. I probably haven't seen them. <laughs> Platoon? I haven't seen he's him. so fun in Platoon. <laughs> I don't think I've seen most Oliver Stone movies. Uh, he's in... I've seen he, W? <laughs> he's in a little bit of JFK, I think. I haven't seen JFK. Uh, he's in Any Given Sunday. I haven't and seen And he's so good nice. <laughs> in that movie. I do. I mean, I, I love me some Johnny he's C. He's a sleazy reporter. It's great. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, man. But even yeah, even in this season, even he's like said uh, he's had like a uh, you know a long rant and then said all the best and left and I'm like oh that's fucking Cox right that is there. Cox yeah anyway that he's the character that you can go back to Scrubs and watch he's yeah he's the he's probably the saving grace of that show it, yeah. on a rewatch for sure where yeah. I watch it and I'm like ooh like cringy a lot of the stuff but yeah. Doctor Cox always works because he's always playing something more there's yeah. there's something there there <laughs> you know yeah. Which you know brings us back to Family Guy because there's nothing. There's there. nothing there. That's the problem. That, I mean, that's one of many problems with the show is that the characters are uh, very one dimensional and and like happy about it. Like yeah. br- they brag about. It. They meta lampshade it. You know. Yeah. And so yes, I mean we 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 kind of touched on Stewie and Bart a little bit. Um, you know, he goes a bit too far with uh, it's it's like again they're they're teetering the line of the the Cartman Bart thing, but just in a different way where yeah. he's like. He's like, you're kind of crazy, dude. Like, we're not going to be friends. And it's and then he's like sad about it. And he's like, all right. <laughs> but here's the thing about Stewie. Mm. I find him quite funny when he's paired with Brian. Yeah. I think they're... I the think, Road 2 episodes yeah. we've mentioned are some of the best stuff that Family Guy has ever done. Maybe the only good Maybe things. Maybe the only good things. Yeah. And I... I I because I think it's where like Seth MacFarlane's... Like, it's definitely where Seth MacFarlane's... Um, given a chance to shine yeah and it's also what he likes family guy as a show doesn't really feel it kind of feels like the simpsons pitch like matt Groening going into the room and being like ah i don't know there's a family and they do stuff <laughs> what are the names uh my family names <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's what it is yeah it, it kind of feels like that but the road episodes are the ones that he's like no, I actually these are the stuff that I like to do. They're based on the old uh, Bing Crosby because he's a crooner at yeah, heart. He yeah. loves to sing. He yeah. loves doing that stuff. And I'm like, okay, if that's what you love to do, then fucking do it. Yeah, because you're I, actually kind of good at it. <laughs> just just do it and don't make me watch this. In- and much like um, some of the like early Simpsons characters are not fully fleshed out and they're kind of you know less interesting until they get a bit more uh, nuance to them. Um, Stewie, I think, is a character that sucks early on. He's terrible. And then once they like realize, oh, let's not lean into the, like, he's trying to kill his mother, he's a crazy little baby thing, let's lean into the fact that he's a weird baby super genius. <laughs> he's a weird baby super genius who's also sexually insecure. Yeah, like he's grappling with all that weird shit, uh, and like that's way more interesting. And then you have Brian, who uh, is basically Seth MacFarlane, but like exaggerated, right? Because yes. it's like a lot of the stuff Brian says, like Seth MacFarlane agrees with. Yeah. But he he makes Brian douchey about it. Yes. So it's like it's like the you know the neolib kind of kind of bullshit where it's like like Seth MacFarlane I'm sure probably identifies as a liberal, but 
you know, Brian is like a neoliberal where yeah. it's like you're it's it's a bit much, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> just reel okay, it back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're very yes, you're a very good person. Yes, we thank we you. understand. Thank you. Um and so when you pair those two together, you get some interesting dynamics that uh that I think work really well. And <laughs> most other pairings on the show, both Family Guy itself and this episode, are just baffling and weird and yeah. just just feel off. I mean, obviously Peter and Homer, like that's an obvious pairing. Yeah, um, it sucks. It's but... it's like they don't do again. They don't do anything interesting with it except for just comment on like, hey, you're like me. Uh, except I'm a bit better. They do that for forty. They, minutes. That's the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole gimmick. And then like to, up to the point where the whole Duff Duff and Pawtucket Patriot thing is like an, a, a very obvious. I can't believe how long it took them to get to that. That's the start of the episode, right? Like the only thing that happens in the episode, like they they they. This whole car thing is so... Anyway. um, (laughs) The only thing that actually really happens in the episode is when they get to the 22-minute mark, when it gets to the second half, where it's like, oh, we're we're, we're doing what we actually wanted to do in the first place, which is like we're pointing out how much you're like me and how... And and like plagiarissimo and all that sort of thing. Yep, You know? And that's the whole... That's that's what you landed on? That (laughs) That was the bit? Everyone... Everyone has been making a joke about that for 13 years yeah. up to that point. Yeah. That's so stale by the time they did it. What were you going to do? What were you going to... Like, I, I can't give... I, I honestly can't place the blame at the feet of Family Guy because The Simpsons at this point is just as stale. It's true. Like, I don't think they would have made that joke any better because they'd done it before. So can I share what both... Uh, Seth MacFarlane and Matt Groening said about this episode. You're looking at this Entertainment Weekly article? Yes. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> so MacFarlane says, the key to a good crossover episode is really about the character interaction. People want to see Peter interact with Homer. They want to see Bart interact with Stewie. In a way, the story in a crossover episode, while it has to be there, is never quite as important as how the characters interact with each other. So you can see where yeah, the problems I mean, lie. I mean, he's uh, not... Groening added... I don't in think this, he's actually wrong. Uh, I do, but uh, let me just... So, Graining added, in this case, it's two really vivid shows and seeing that what they can do together. You want to see them having a good time and you want to see Peter and Homer duke it out. Um, and yeah, I fundamentally disagree with both of them, personally, but... I think Matt's... I honestly think Matt is more wrong okay. <laughs> than than Seth MacFarlane. Uh-huh. Uh, I think... But that's not a surprise. He's He doesn't... He's not. He didn't do anything on this episode. He just. He's just required to say something. Yeah. Right. They're just the faces, the established faces of each episode. It doesn't matter. The problem is Seth MacFarlane has much more authorship over Family Guy than Matt does of over course. The Simpsons, yeah. and you know, for good or ill, and mostly ill. the <laughs> The reason I think he's not he's not entirely wrong is because when you come down to it what are shows but a collection of characters right and how do we how do we make uh, an interesting uh, an interesting crossover show we take these two collections of characters and mash them together and make them uh, make them do something the problem is a story should come out of that i mean theoretically sure i i see what you're saying i i guess like you can you can have the most interesting characters in the world but without a plot they're not going to be interesting anymore, is how I feel. Well, um, where does it, like, I know a lot of people as writers start with an idea of, like, if you start with story, you're going to start with, you're going to you're gonna get big, 
real quick, sure. and it's going to be awesome. I, <laughs> I love starting with story. I yeah. think it's really, really cool, and you can get like fantastic. But if you're going to start another way, you can absolutely start with vivid characters. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. if you have vivid characters and you just start writing as if they're talking to each other, a story will appear. Sure. I guess what I'm saying is my my disagreement with what Seth MacFarlane says is that um, you don't need a story, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I see what you're saying. Like, yes, if you have interesting characters, a story should emerge. Yes, agreed. Um, he or seems if you resentful have a, that a story yeah. is even there. And, and and like you were kind of saying, like the 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 tiny, tiny plot of the Pawtucket uh, Patriot is a ripoff of Duff, um, that could have been the episode. That's it, right? yeah. That's a story that's at least got some weight to it that isn't just characters bouncing off each other and uh, doing nonsensical uh, car washes or fights, right? Um, and I, yeah, I just think that like I mean, with the example of a crossover done well, which is Stars Burns, um, it's not that they just were like, let's see what happens if Homer and Jay Sherman interact with each other. Yep. It's like, no, he's brought there for a purpose, yep. for a film festival, yep. which is an interesting story already, and then he's just he just helps drive the story forward, yes. and that's what makes it good. <laughs> He's not a lead in that episode. No, He's a supporting all. character. He's a supporting character. Um, it's a very smart crossover. It is. And, you know, like, this could have been literally, like, uh, Pawtucket, Patriot, maybe it gets, like, imported into Springfield, and Homer's like, oh, I'll try it. He's like, wait a minute, this is just Duff, and he, like, rips the label off. He's like, oh, my God. And then he's like, let's take him to court. And then Peter's the head of Pawtucket Brewery, or like at least a representative, and that's why he comes to Springfield. And he's like, "All right, family, we have to go to Springfield, do this court thing." And then they bounce off each other, but like the whole time, it's them like fighting about like like intellectual property, even you know, like in a that could be like the the through line too. That could be really interesting, where it's like, listen, just because uh, you created this thing. In 1989, you know they can be mad about it and whatnot. You created this this Duff beer in 1989. Uh, someone else somewhere could also create a similar beer. It doesn't mean he's ripping you off. If it's similar, it doesn't mean it's like directly lifted. It's just it's an inspiration, and that's what's important in creative creative uh, outputs and in storytelling and all that kind of thing. Everything. They do it. They do it in a Simpsons episode with the Itchy and Scratchy uh, lawsuit, right? <laughs> Where it's, uh, you know, the blue-haired lawyer goes through all the, you know, Chief Wiggum, <laughs> Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. You know, like all that stuff. Like that, they, they've done it already, yes, but yeah. <laughs> Simpsons did it, let's be they honest. sure did. But you could do it again with beer, and it, it could still be interesting. And I just feel like it's, I mean, this episode's trash. I, I think I think your, your punch-up would demand more focus, more story. Uh, more story and plot focus than Family Guy has ever even attempted, except for the road episodes, right. <laughs> which is where I think the actual unlocking of this episode lies. It's just have Stewie and just Brian. have it Stewie and Brian the road to Springfield. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, I agree. and it's a musical. Yeah, that'd be fun because then you could get the musical thing to happen. And the Simpsons are fun with that. Yeah. Like it happens in the Simpsons all the time. And you can have Stewie and Brian interacting with various members of the Simpsons family, not just them, but various members of Springfield as they try and find their way home to Quahog. Mm-hmm. And there's your, there it is. That's yeah. it. That's all there is. You don't even have to have plot focus 
you can focus on the things that you actually like to do and you can actually focus on the two characters in your show that are watchable. And I think yeah, putting Peter episodes... in the same I think putting Peter in the same episode as uh, as Homer just like underlines how much more effective Homer is as a character and how much more insufferable uh Peter is. Like it's one of those things where I'm like you know what the be- you know one of the reasons why the road episodes are good is because Peter's not in them. <laughs> yeah. Like the less you can make Peter the focus of the show, the better the show gets. And the road episodes are very like um vaudeville, you know, yeah. like uh, uh they're aware. They're aware of being in like a show, but also they're trying to entertain. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's yeah, it's less of a the yeah, the plots are always just how do we get here or how do we get home from here? And so it's just and like... It's all the people they meet along ro- the way. It's road movies. You know, yeah. road movies are great. Blues Brothers, Dumb and Dumber. Blues Brothers 2000. Blues Brothers 2000. Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber-er when Harry met Lloyd. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What's your favorite road movie? Um, Oh, God. My favorite road movie. Uh, and why is it road trip? <laughs> it's not road trip. I mean, Easy Rider is oh, yeah. not my one. favorite road movie, okay. but it's a very compelling one. <laughs> it's a it's a really weird and cool movie. Yeah. Like that's that's probably one of the that was probably my first like aha moments where it's like oh these this is a genre, mm-hmm. uh, and it can be done in many many ways. Like yeah. that's basically a psychedelic road movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's the there's the Bob Hope and Crosby road movies, which are just musicals. We're on yeah. a road. We're like that's it's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, there's the there's the comedy. There's the there's like another subgenre, which is the road road trip sex comedy. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Those there's were huge. There's the movie Road Trip. Yeah. There's the movie Sex Drive. Of course. Um, more. I'm that, sure. Yeah. There's probably others. Yeah. I think there's one of those American Pie spinoffs. Probably is. Yeah. American Pie Road Trip. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, Euro trip, Euro trip, of course, of course. Uh, oh, the vacation movies, vacation, yeah, are all road trip movies, road trip movies, yeah, except for a Christmas vacation. Well, because they're at, they're staying they're home. At home. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Yeah, if anything, it's a road trip for Randy Quaid. <laughs> that's that's true. Shitter's, Shitter's full. Thelma <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louise. Oh yeah, one. that's a great road trip movie. Like the there's. That's another road subgenre, right? Bandits. Like, bandits is a good road movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, I forgot I like, that movie existed. I uh, like Bandits. Sorry. I've seen that movie like three or four times. It's a beautiful day. Weird. It's weird. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the like uh, the the road trip that's also like a buddy um, buddy movie, you know, yeah. is like Thelma and Louise and... Mm-hmm. Blues Brothers, I'd put in that. You know? Absolutely, no. Ab- you know? Blues Brothers, absolutely. Where it's like t- a two-hander, essentially, yeah. who are just like either are already good friends and are just going on adventures, or they become good friends by going on adventures. Uh, a shitty one is Due Date. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Did you ever see that one? No, I haven't. It's so bad. Yeah? Oh, uh, darn. It's bad enough to the point that uh, I, I watched it recently, thinking I was watching it for the first time. Yeah. And then only realized I had already seen it when I went to log it on Letterboxd. Like, that's how forgettable it oh was. Oh, my God. Because, like, I watched the entire thing. I was like, have I seen this movie? I'm like, I don't think I did. So I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I would have remembered that movie, I think. Cause- I hate hearing that. I hate hearing <laughs> that because that's like, because The Judge, not a good movie. No. 
Due Date, apparently. Not a good movie. Doolittle, not a good movie. Maybe you shouldn't do movies that start with do. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, the thing is, I think Robert Downey Jr. is one of the most talented actors He's who's, great. E- who's ever lived. He's like one of... The, his his screen presence is so magnetic. And the way he is able to use his body on on screen is amazing it's unreal how compelling he is to watch and the fact that you know his, he's really good in what? u.s marshals he's great yeah. in u.s marshals he's barely alive <laughs> i like i feel like in every single scene he's <laughs> what like year was that movie? as soon as they i think it's 98 as yeah, soon as they 90s. yell cut he's like i'm gonna go overdose right in my trailer time for more drugs yes please, please. Do, 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 do. um it's like what the what's the other one um i'll be home for christmas Oh, I I have not seen that. I think it's the Jodie uh, Foster one that yeah, he, it's like it's familiar, in, but I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, where he's like he does like he's been on record being like I don't remember that movie. Jodie Foster. The only thing I remember was like Jodie Foster came up to me and was like, "If you keep doing this, you're gonna die." Uh, and she's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I I just think that like in the post 2008 the marvel his like his his, his joining marvel, of the marvel thing saved his it career saved but his, it also kind of ruined it it saved his career way. and his life yes let's yeah yeah, yeah let's yeah. not undersell it but like joining the marvel thing like being tony stark saved his career saved his life his performance in sherlock holmes is wonderful yeah actually i like him in, the, in those movies yeah the uh, the fact that there's only two of them baffles me and I hope they make a third one. They've been I think, they've yeah, been saying they've been, that, about they've been it, yeah. talking about it for years. I really hope they do. I'd like that. I hope Doolittle, the failure of Doolittle, well, not really because it's one of the top grossing movies of 2020, <laughs> uh, kicks him in the butt and makes him make another one, uh-huh. uh, another uh, another Sherlock Holmes movie or something. Because yeah. all of his movies outside of the MCU post 2008, other than the Sherlock Holmes movies, are kind of turds. Yeah, Tropic Thunder was that? That was two thousand eight. That yeah. was two thousand eight. He gets his Oscar nomination for that. Weird. <laughs> it's a weird Oscar nomination, but I kind of think he earned it. I, I I do. Yes, I I think I have a lot of thoughts about it. That I yeah, into, that's but... the, that's one of the best things about <laughs> Tropic Thunder is you can have a lot of thoughts about that movie. <laughs> but like, let me. I, I guess like the the short version is I'm not surprised he got nominated for it because um, I do think it's a very good performance. Yep. Um, but it's uh, it's it's weird. It's very weird. That uh, movie is the so very weird. weird. Yeah, but like, because I I honestly think it's like just for me, it's like just a few scotches out from being a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> like it's so close. It's so frustrating. But it's just close. like oh, like I can't quite fully like commit to that as a as a thought yeah so, yeah um tom cruise is great in it though oh uh, he's so good <laughs> nolte nolte's, nolte's good. so fun <laughs> mcconaughey's oh, doing great work too yeah i mean there's a there's a strong supporting cast yeah for sure yeah like and it's stacked cast too. yeah truly insanely stacked yeah. um Anyway, yeah, I hope Downey Jr. is okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, bounces back with some I'm sure interesting stuff. Like it's, I'm sure I'm fine. nervous that they'll just find a way to get him back in the MCU. Yeah. You I, know, like, yeah. especially with the, like, all the uh, multiverse stuff happening. That's and, the worst thing that could possibly happen is him getting scared by Doolittle. Exactly. And having to and be like, like, well, I need money. I so. guess I'm Tony. <laughs> I'll come back and do a, a movie. Maybe maybe I'll show up in Multiverse of Madness as like a cameo, and then people will be like, "He's back, baby." 
and they'll give me a truckload of money. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, I saw his um, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, mm-hmm. and uh, Letterman goes to like his, his house. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, that cannot be cheap. That upkeep. He lives on a fucking farm, and with animals that he doesn't even know what they are, uh, and is like, you know, you have to pay oh, no. people to upkeep these animals, oh, Bob. No. And yes, he does. <laughs> but he's got Susan Downey. He's got Susan. So is that his um, wife. That's his wife yeah. and producing partner. So I feel like you that's know, all he needs. That's all he needs. Yeah. Uh well, I, we should we should wrap. I got up. nothing else. I don't have a favorite guys. Joke. Family Guy is not good. It's not good. I'm very sorry if you enjoy it. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I I, I should say I'm sorry for our comments on it. If you enjoy yes. it, yes. Uh, obviously I want people to enjoy things, and like if it gives you joy, continue yeah. exuding joy from it. Uh, it's it's just something I can't fathom enjoying anymore for myself. Yeah. Um, and this episode was a nightmare. Yeah, this is the um, last time I will watch Family Guy. <laughs> Willingly. I think probably me too. Uh, I, I don't want to say that 100%, but because I get intrigued every so often and I'll watch an episode. And, and you, like, you know, sometimes usually you get tied to a chair. I, yeah, that does happen. Uh, <laughs> it's my kink. Don't kink shame me. I uh, won't. <laughs> it's being forced to watch Family Guy episodes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I, I honestly, I... I just remember there being this weird like Simpsons crossover stuff happening like every couple years. And so this was just another one we needed to touch on. Um, But it's, uh, it does, that's the thing. It feels like parodies of the Simpsons. Like it wouldn't be, I don't know if, okay. If the, if the original cast didn't voice them in this episode and they had like sound alikes doing it, I don't think it would have been worse. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? A, what a damning indictment. Like like the fact that they got the original cast aside from Sheer, like Oh hey, look, my Wi Fi's working. Oh again. nice. <laughs> uh the cast helps it have some credence of uh, you know, authenticity, I guess. Yeah, it gives but it credibility. But that's like the only feeling of authenticity. Yeah. I guess like some of the sound the sound cues too. Like I don't know if they had some agreement with Clausen or you know whatever because like there's some Simpsons uh there's the theme when they arrive there but there's also some other like kind of just Simpsons sound bites almost yeah. uh that are not direct I don't think just lifted from it I think it's but it seems like composed new but everything's reanimated yeah like the backgrounds everything mm-hmm. at least it feels like it anyway well, I don't I mean, yeah I you know what I, I think can't. it's all I think it's all animated new for yeah. because what they had to do too I mean that's the other thing we didn't really touch on is the fact that uh, it's two distinct visual styles yes very much at the so. at the very least you know the yellow skin versus the white skin yeah. you know for the for the Caucasian characters <laughs> yeah um and they they do again they do little meta comments on it where it's like ah oh, it seems like everyone here has hepatitis or whatever and it's like because uh, they're yellow I mean it's jaundice. I, listen they say hepatitis I, yeah i know yeah <laughs> i know jaundice um <laughs> but yeah they they make that that dumb comment as like a way you know to wave what? it off you know what? it's probably both <laughs> doctor sure. right in yeah i don't care um <laughs> but it's just it's weird because yeah they are uh, 
ostensibly living in the same universe based on this episode, but yep. they shouldn't be. Nope. And that's why like the the pitch of it being Ralph's dream probably yep. a better idea. <laughs> or the road because they can be fantastical. Sure. Yeah. Because then it's just a baby and a dog. Yeah. And the dog doesn't feel like it's out of place. Like when the the Family Guy, or sorry, the uh, South Park ones did it, they like redid the character design to fit in the world of South Park, right? In, like the Bart? In The Simpsons did it, at least. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and the Bart. And the Bart yeah. in, in the, Cartoon the Wars. The Bart is like, again, like that's the that's the thing with South Park, is <laughs> you can get away with like the laziest shit. Yeah, of course. And it is really he lazy. Looks, he looks But bad. the Family Guy in, in South Park... I know it's well, like that's an anim- it's cutting it's, away. It's, it's cutting right? away to the yeah. cartoon. I'm saying like if they're interacting with each other in the same universe, it almost would have made more sense to have either the Simpsons family guised, yeah, or the Family Guy characters being like, "Hey, we look different now." That's yeah. weird. I don't know. Like, do some. Well, just if they're going to wave they it, did off it anyway. with Jay Sherman, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they gave him the the Simpsons yellow. It all skin. comes back yeah. to that to me. <laughs> Truly, yeah, it, it all comes back to that because that is an example of the Simpsons doing a good crossover. Yeah. And they just Simpsonized Jay Sherman. Yeah. And like, what are you going to, you, uh, you're going to argue? You're going to, you're going to not. And it would, you know, it might be kind of fun to see the Simpsons as uh, family guy characters. Yeah. Right. Ver- or family guy as Simpsons characters, you know. It'd be more fun to see family guy as Simpsons characters. I think so too. Yeah. Because it's more fun because the, oh, I hate family guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I have to stop talking about All this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the critic, I think yes. that's going to be our next uh, bonus app. Yeah, uh, we're going to start watching it right away here. Yeah, because I've never watched the whole series. Me neither. I think I've watched maybe two or three episodes here and there. Um, but it's very movie heavy. So yeah. it seems like our jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the flip side, Al Jean's a Al big Jean. force. <laughs> but on the flip flip side, Mike Reese. Mike Reese. <laughs> And they seem to, uh, you know, even each other out. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be our next episode. Uh, we're we're rounding about the end of our victory lap here. We got that one, and we got uh, at least two others. This has been a real victory lap. Yeah. 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 Just... It's summer. We're yeah. We're just enjoying the summer. This is a special number five that we just did. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> special five. Three more. Three more. Um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, any final thoughts, Greg? Uh, I hated this. <laughs> I mean, you saw. I don't know. Like, I, I had a like, I had a physical reaction watching this show. So yeah, it was. Greg wasn't having fun. No, I had no fun. I mean, like, do you boo, have a favorite joke? Boo hoo, poor me. Brian walking Santa's little helper. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I actually kind of like the joke where it's things Meg might be good at, and it's like a long list of things that are all crossed out, and the last yeah. one is. Uh, volume control, voice, voice volume, volume control, control yeah. and it's not crossed out. And then immediately Meg's like, I don't know. I think I'm not good at anything. Like she's just shouting really loud. I don't know why. It just really worked for me. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an all right joke. That's, yeah. That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Um, you can find us on the interwebs. Sure can. Uh, Two Bad Neighbors, Simpsons Podcast. Bad Neighbors Pod on the socials we barely use. <laughs> And uh, email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon, which we just did our Matrix reloaded commentary. It's um, our best commentary yet, guys. Wow. 
uh, I've listened to it. Oh, great. That's how that's how much I like it. That's awesome. Um, I actually listened to it. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, another bonus app, maybe the uh, the Spider-Man special. <laughs> for you know, I think we're definitely going to do that. I yeah. think I th- uh, yeah, we'll chat Spider-Man in general, yeah, we'll and then we'll we'll release because it's only forty five minutes. Yeah. the the original episode. Of we'll release it as Amazing part Spider-Man yeah. as as part of it. And yeah, yeah, that'll be our August thirtieth episode. 31st. So you should finish listening to it as well. I should. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I'm about twenty minutes in. Great. Uh, halfway there. All right. Yay. Well, that's it for this time. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and keep watching the skis. Bye.